and welcome to episode 637 of Longbox Heroes, the Lamborghini of comic book podcasts. Joe and Todd here, very sedate, very subdued as we get ready to talk about comic books. Right, even though I'm in a very holiday festive mood, but I'm still ready to talk about comics. I should be, you know, taking time off and, and celebrating, but no days off here, you know. That's right, at Long there are Box no Heroes. days off. For this show, I can't say there's no days off of the soon to be network. That is it all true. comes out of everyone's pay, though, so it's all right. Yeah, it does. Gets docked. <laughs> um, you're you're more eggnog than man at this point. Yes, yes. Uh, a hint of whiskey in that eggnog, but uh, mm. mostly eggnog. I don't want to disparage anyone, but let's just say someone who is. Um, Soon to be named network adjacent and lives in my house. Mm-hmm. May have went to their work Christmas party this past weekend and got annihilated off three drinks. Wow, well that uh, BMI, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> or whatever it is, the body mass thing. That's probably why. If it was, was it Asa? Was it Asa? Yes, it was Asa. Okay. All right. Um, no, uh, this, this unnamed person, uh, you know, we had a good time at the Christmas party. Um, I got to see how, (laughs) I got to see how employees should be treated. Maybe. Wow. (laughs) Write yourself a note for later. Okay. Um, and then, you know, she had like three drinks over the course of like five hours and she Mm -hmm. was fine. And then she woke up the next morning and, like, she was just, like, dead to the world. Right. Dragon. Yeah. And this is a, this was a former professional. This was a, a, an alleged uh, uh, high school, uh, you know, alcoholic. But That's right. Tell her, tell her next time it's a marathon, not a sprint, honey. Right. Right. Uh, but enough of me burying someone who will never listen to this show. You burying me? No, her. <laughs> okay. Uh, so let's get into the news. Everything is follow-ups from the last couple weeks. Uh, we got a statement from Action Lab in regards to Jeremy Whitley's statements. We have a follow-up to Aftershock Comics for being named uh, in, uh, you know, owing people five figures worth of money, and if only it was that. And the ongoing saga in regards to the DC Cinematic Universe. Oh, boy. Now, again, we are slowly becoming a a show that is following this sort of stuff a little bit more closely, only because, uh, one, I'm a big Jimmy Pistol fan, and I would say Todd is a Jimmy Pistol fan as well. Right. And uh, just how crazy this story is, we'd be foolish not to cover it, you know? That and there's no other news. (laughs) That and there is no other news. So, again, if big things start happening, maybe we might skip a week or two here, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. We have what we read this past week, uh, which includes uh, Superman Son of Kal-El number 18 and Amazing Spider-Man number 15. What we're looking forward to coming out this week, uh, we we have Todd's Art Attack. Uh, we have a crucial update in the ESPN pigskin pickums. Oh boy! And uh, I was well. We'll get to it when we get to it. Uh, we have the bat finals for Todd and Joe have issues, aka the silver standard, aka the battle for second place. Uh, as we set the finals for your votings for next week, 
Uh, and uh, we have our gift exchange. And I have your gift here. I'm going to shake it gingerly. Yes. Next to the... Again, I, I don't want to damage what's inside of it. The, ta- the tape is barely holding the, the grocery bag together. I didn't know you could still get grocery bags. Um, let's Okay, so we're, you know, <laughs> this isn't the other show, but uh, at my bagel place, they still have paper bags because that's the best thing to put warm. Like if, if they're just out of the oven, you put them in the bag and it makes them the dew inside the, the steam and everything. So they have paper bags. Now, Joe, they have four different size paper bags depending on how many bagels you want to get. You want to get one bagel sandwich or two bagel sandwiches? They have a little bag. Then you have a few more. They have a half a dozen bag and a full dozen bag. Every year I go in as such a good customer. I'm like, uh, Carol, can I have two or three of each bag? I'm like, I'll pay. I don't care. And she's like, what are you doing with them? I'm wrapping presents with them. She's like, here's three of each. <laughs> if I need more, so like if I come back and be like I need more, she's like whatever. Like it's not like I'm coming in every day and taking twenty of them. Yeah. At the most, I take eight bags a year. You know what I mean? So then, then I have different sizes to wrap different size gifts. Hmm. I know uh, you would not deviate from your paper bags that you get at the bagel place. Hmm. But, like, I know some of the fancier grocery stores sell those insulated um, reusable bags. Right, right. Is that even a bridge that you would cross for your bagels? Like, you bring your own bag to the bagel place? Oh, no, because I just get one bagel each morning unless it's a holiday the next day. Then I get another bagel. I get a road bagel to, I gotcha. to have in the morning. But I will say for bigger gifts... Like, I've bought people bigger gifts over the years that I bought, like, the big holiday bags just because they don't make grocery bags, brown paper bags that big. That's the rare exception that I won't wrap something in that. Yes. But I know most places around here either have plastic bags or no bags. You have to bring your own. Or if you want bags, you have to buy them. Yeah. Like a nickel, like Wegmans is like a nickel a bag. Yeah. Yeah, if you got to get a nickel bag out of Wegmans. And I have your gifts here for me. I didn't shake them because I'm afraid they'll fall out of the wonderful box and well-wrapped. Oh, well, as they get worse wrapped as they go. But I don't know if there's an order I have to open them in later. So. Uh, let's say smallest to biggest. How about that? Okay, good. That's the way I like my presents. So. Okay. All right, so on to the news. Uh, so last week we talked about Action Lab putting out with uh, Free Comic Book Day. Uh, the first chapter of the next story of Princeless, which was one of their bigger books uh, by Jeremy Whitley. Jeremy Whitley came out and said, like, hey, we have been paid for a bunch of the stuff. Um, I, uh, you know, th- and by them putting this out as free comic book day, this is giving the insinuation that the next chapter of the story arc is coming out. While they had contracted me to do six issues, I only finished one, so I don't know what they're doing, right? Mm-hmm. So Action Lab comes out and states uh, that they will not directly address the false and misleading <laughs> statements. Um, your reader should know that Jeremy and Emily signed a contract that gave Action Lab uh, control over and over ownership of the finished product. Uh they, Jeremy and Emily, gave the rights to Action Lab. 
subject only to a limited right of approval during the creative process. Bunch of mumbo jumbo. Because of this arrangement, Action Lab has chosen to try and grow the audience of the many volumes of Princeless, including the spinoff series by distributing it as uh, as our offering in the largest comic book promotion of the year. We informed Jeremy of this in early October. Um, however, there is still a class action lawsuit going on. And again, I know they're putting the first chapter of a new thing out. I don't know what they're following up with. But when you start your statement with, we will not directly address the false and misleading statements and then proceed to address them. I don't know. Maybe, (laughs) maybe keep your mouth shut. I don't know. Or let your lawyers handle it, Joe. Yeah. Yeah. Float something through a legal team if you could afford it, you know? Right. But why do I feel like Action Lab's uh, lawyer is cousin Henry, who's on his third year law? You know what I mean? (laughs) Like, I don't feel like it's, like, Marvel, DC, or Image's lawyer. It's, like, whoever's running the joint has a relative who's, like, who, like, shakes and sweats a lot when they try to ask him for, like, his opinion on stuff. He's, like, I don't want to get in trouble. So I just I feel it's going to be bad, you know? It's Barry Zuckercorn. (laughs) Yes, yes. Um, So, actually, um, you know, we had, uh, last week we talked about an issue with... um, uh, comic book writer Zach Thompson and a book that he did through Aftershock called Brother of Men or Brother of All Men that they went and optioned uh, without contacting him. Optioned like you know, be made into a TV show or whatever it was. Um, and then also mentioned that there was like thousands of dollars that he was owed. Now, in between last week and then, uh, another creator uh, came out, Olivia Cutero Briggs who was doing a Mary Shelley Monster Hunter book at Aftershock, who told a similar story of not being paid for books and so on and so forth. Um, And in light of all of that coming out, um, just this past Monday, uh, Aftershock Comics filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy. That pretty much gets him out of the from paying any royalties on that TV show, Joe. It certainly does, but it did go through the list of creditors that they have, which is always very interesting when you see that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, when you get into the people that they owe money to that don't have a specific dollar amount, it does read like a who's who of comic book industry, uh, you know, big name folks, right? Right. But then there's like a lot of people that are specifically owed, um, you know, anywhere between 18 and 8,000 they owe San Diego Comic Con seventeen thousand um, dollars. They owe one of the pr- one of the presidents of the company half a million dollars. They owe printing service four hundred thousand um, dollars. And then when we get into lost wages from them running off um, properties to be optioned, there's something called Juniper Entertainment that they owe one point four million dollars to. Uh, TBS, they owe like 700000 AMC, they owe 400000 and so on. Oh, so everything's going to work out fine, is what you're saying. <laughs> well, you know, I guess they're getting out and, and ahead of it. You know, yeah. things, things were getting worse, and instead of letting it get worse and worse, they just decided to be like, 
Uh, you know, if you've ever seen the episode of The Office where Michael just walks out and yells, I declare bankruptcy. Yes, which is how it works. Right, that's not how it works, but that's how I assume the people at Aftershock that are in charge did this. Right, I, that's probably the way. You know what, though? Like, like we've had a lot of fun with this story just now, but I yes. do feel bad for like the creators who are getting stiffed. Like, do I care that AMC is out forty grand or whatever? Four hundred thousand, sure. Yeah, but you know what I mean. Like the creators who like had paychecks coming because that was their you know work for hire. That sucks, man. Because you know it's Christmas time; they could use that money. Right, and and listen, we've been making jokes and having fun about it because it's a light and funny show. But when you see a company like this, when you see any independent company try and fail, but fail at the um on the backs of hardworking creators, that sucks. Right, maybe not how employees should be treated, you know? Maybe, um, and like them optioning books behind the creators backs. And again, I don't know the intricities of the, the contracts and stuff, but these were like, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars that were being paid out by networks and production companies that I don't know if these creators were seeing a dime of, you know, probably not. And, and I, like, I, I will say if they signed bad contracts, that's, I mean, I'm not going to say it's all on them. You have to have somebody read that stuff. You know what I mean? And that's why I like, we were joking around because I can't get too deep into it because maybe the, you know, the company's completely in the right on the contracts that were signed. You know what I mean? Right. So you don't know. We're not lawyers though. You know, I've seen, but I did see one on TV. So. Right. Or were the Barry Zucker corns and who was the other one that you mentioned? Oh, I forget Barry Zucker corn. I only know, uh, blah, blah, blah. There you go. <laughs> um, so on to more fun, more fun news. Uh, so Jimmy Pistol, a.k.a. James Gunn, has been very uh, forthcoming in regards to everything that's going on uh, in regards to the upcoming DCU slate. Um, the word. And I think we talked last week how the story was in regards to The Rock. Uh, there was rumors that black adam had lost money and the rock put out financials that says no it didn't make a ton but it definitely didn't lose money right mm-hmm. and then there was a rumor going around that that those made have been like numbers that were cooked and not 100 honest right 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 uh so since then uh jimmy pistol james gunn came out and said uh, there was rumor that uh, Henry Cavill was done, okay, with uh, playing Superman going forward in the DC uh, cinematic universe, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, Henry Cavill puts out a whole statement. He's like, I just had a meeting, and it's sad news. I'll not be returning as Superman. Uh, after being told by the studio to announce my return back in October, and again, I think we were safe to say because of the cameo at the end of Black Adam. Right. Uh, prior to uh, James Gunn and Peter Safran's hire, uh, this news isn't the easiest, but that's life. And James Gunn came out and said that they're going for someone who's a little bit younger. Okay. Right. They're going to go at a younger stage of Superman's life. Yeah. Uh, going to be focusing on earlier part of Superman's life, so the character will not be played by Henry Cavill. 
uh, had a great meeting, we're big fans, talked about other projects that we're hoping to work on in the future, right? Mm-hmm. And James Gunn is slated to uh, write for sure, no director as of yet for this, okay? Hopefully Zack Snyder, but go ahead. Well, okay, so in not as many words, um, James Gunn said that they're kind of going to go away from the uh, Snyderverse stuff. Um, So then I've seen trending on social media quite a bit. Yes. Fire James Gunn. Well, that's not the first time that's trended, I think. No, no, no. Um, so James Gunn then came out and addressed that. And that's the one thing that I give James Gunn credit for, for being transparent in all of this, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and he just said, one of the things that we were aware of when we took the job uh, was that a certain minority of people online uh, <laughs> that could be uproarious and unkind, to say the least. Um, our choice for the DCU is based upon what we believe is best for the story and best for the characters who have been around for nearly 85 years. Uh, perhaps the choices are great, perhaps not, but they are made with sincere hearts and integrity and always with the story in mind. Uh, no one loves to be harassed or called names, but to be frank, we've been through significantly worse. Disrespectful outcry will never, ever affect our actions. Okay. Mm-hmm. And there's more to it, but it's essentially the Snyderverse people, right? You don't know that. He never said it by name, Joe. Well, again, he knows not to, you know, say their names in public, and I got no problem in saying that, I, right? I'm with you. I'm with you. So, in light of all that, there was question, because if you remember when The Rock was doing his publicity for black adam and we have the secret cameo of superman in the movie okay it wasn't so secret that wasn't so secret but the whole thing was this was the rocks play because he pitched it as black adam is going to face off with his biggest adversary captain marvel no 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 superman you know (laughs) the big rivalry that these two characters have had over both of their illustrious comic book careers right Mm mm-hmm And then rumor had come out that they tried to get The Rock to film a cameo in the upcoming Shazam 2, and he refused. So it looked like The Rock was trying to, like, kind of angle things his own way, right? Mm Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it certainly appeared as though with him using... And listen, The Rock is a very powerful person in Hollywood. Uh, You know, he's involved in a lot of, you know, big-name projects, maybe... Uh, you know, not as big name as they used to be, right? Right. Um, but it definitely felt as though, like, if I can angle and throw my weight around and get Henry Cavill to be in my movie, and I'm positioned as the Superman nemesis, and th- and I and Black Adam becomes a huge hit, then I'm off to the races, and this is now my cinematic universe, right? <laughs> right. And things don't work out that way. So, uh... As we record this, this afternoon, The Rock put this statement out. And I'm not going to read it in The Rock's promo voice, because I'll die if I do. Right. Uh, My passionate friends. Again, notice how both sides, you know, The Rock's people and James Gunn is like very passionate. Very passionate fans, you know? (laughs) Right. It's It's a nice way of saying unbearable. 
Wow. Um, I wanted to give you a long-awaited Black Adam update regarding the character's future in the new DC universe. James Gunn and I connected, and Black Adam will not be in their first chapter of storytelling. Again, very cleverly worded there that it won't be in the first chapter, but I don't want to close the door on chapters two through whatever, right? Right. That's not bad. That's smart. Mm. However, DC and Seven Bucks, which is uh, The Rock's production company, I'm not sure if you know, he only had Seven Bucks in his pocket when he left home, uh, have agreed to continue exploring the most valuable ways Black Adam can be utilized in the future DC multiverse chapters. I'm going to guess those ways are none. (laughs) James and I have known each other for years and have always rooted for each other's success. It's no different now. I will always root for DC, in parentheses, and Marvel to win and win big. Uh, I'm going to skip this part because it's the funniest part. Okay. Uh, these decisions made by James and DC's leadership represent their vision through their creative lens. After 15 years of relentless hard work to finally make Black Adam, I'm very proud of the film we delivered for fans worldwide. I'll always look back on the reaction with tremendous gratitude, humility, and love. We did great. And again, to my very passionate and vocal uh, Black Adam slash superhero, two words, genre fans, I love you. All in all caps, thank you. And I will, all caps, always listen to you and do my best to deliver and entertain you. What a hell of a month. Now we need some Terramana. And I don't know what that is. I, that might be a reference to the movie, but I didn't see the movie. Is it Tethamon? No, it's T E R E M A N A. I didn't see the movie, but I thought his name was like Tethamon or something. Like, right. That was his shoot name, you know, Black Adam. So, And uh, the part that I left out was uh, The Rock said, you guys know me, and I have very thick skin. That's <laughs> and uh, after last week when we talked about The Rock being the most gotten to person when it comes <laughs> to like his movies, mm-hmm. the fact that he said that publicly um... <laughs> It makes you laugh. Well, it's I would a, just like to thank you, my passionate co-host, for that reading, Joe. <laughs> um, that was fantastic. But yeah, I don't know. I, I have nothing on the rock stuff. Good for him. I think he's going to be okay after all this. Yeah. I think he has. I think he has more than seven bucks in his pocket now. Um, even though you know those people want to say maybe the Black Adams numbers were juiced, I say maybe they're cycling off. Neither here nor there, you know. Yeah, these are words that we use in regards to the things that The Rock is involved in, right? Right, right. So I don't know, but I do agree. I do like James Gunn's coming out and saying, "Listen, you can do what you want on online. There is no hashtag that's going to sway." Uh, the future people here at DC and Warner brothers, you know what I mean? Yeah. So like, let's just do it though. I do say this, like, okay, Henry Cavill is gone. I'm sad about that. Um, because I do think he could have did a, been a great Superman. Um, now the rumors are swirling around and today they said like, uh, as somebody said, Oh, that obviously Patty Jenkins is gone, but Gal Gadot 
was gone. And then James Gunn was like, nobody said that. You know what I mean? Nobody said that she was gone. Like we didn't boot her or anything like that. So maybe she's still around. Then the rumors were going around that there was cameos of Gal Gadot and well, definitely Michael Keaton in the flash movie. And now they're gone because they don't want to, or Michael Keaton and Ben Affleck, maybe because there was supposed to be two Batman in the flash movie. It's like crazy at this point. The only thing that I can say, Joe, is I would like to see that this is all work and that Gal Gadot, Cavill and Michael Keaton are going to stay around. And those are your three for kingdom come movie. You know what I mean? Because Gal Gadot could, doesn't age in the, like wonder woman mm-hmm. doesn't age. You get Michael Keaton, who's going to be the old Batman in the big, you know, metal suit. And then you have put some gray in Cavill's hair. You have What's-His-Face to play Captain Marvel in, uh, or Shazam, I'm sorry, in Kingdom Come. This is all where it's leading to, Joe. It's all leading to Kingdom Come, the movie, because James Gunn's been dropping those Kingdom Come pictures. Right. And so, you know, obviously those are great points. I really like that. I'm surprised nobody else has kind of said that publicly, you know. Right. Or speculated that publicly, if you will, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but the 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 speculation, of course, is, and this is all just speculation. The fact that he's looking to do like an earlier part of Superman's life, and some of the interactions that he's had with people online in the last week—that is James Gunn—in that they are going to go toward a younger, um, you know, look for the universe, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, what was the DC thing that got scrapped when Dan DiDio got? Oh, uh, I was in the last like two or th- yeah. yeah, it was 5G. 5G it was supposed what to be like if the they fifth- take the 5G idea and apply it to the movies. No, 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 like stop it. That because the 5G was going to be the next generation of heroes, it was going to be Jonathan Kent and Damien as like ba- maybe not Damien as Batman. I think maybe it was supposed to be uh. Who's the the Batman, the the Lucius Fox's kid? You know what I mean? Like that's you don't want those. You want the names everybody knows. You want Bruce Wayne. You want Clark Kent. You want uh, Diane Diana Prince. You know you want those names. You want to skew younger with the actors because in my head, Superman, Batman, and Wonder Woman. Granted, Wonder Woman's immortal, so I'm pushing up my glasses and being that guy. Um, they're all 33. That's the age of of Clark Kent and Superman and Batman and Bruce Wayne kind of a deal. But if you want to skew younger, but don't skew too young because then mm-hmm. you're CW. You know? I think there's going to be a mix somewhere in between 33 and the CW. That's right. I think it is because they kind of did that in the comics a little bit. Like they kind of went a little younger, especially with New 52 until they brought back uh, like the original pre, you know, post-crisis Superman and Lois Lane. So I don't know. I just, I look at it. I just, I'm going to say Jimmy Pistol should call up at least me. I'll bring you along, my okay. co-host, Joe. Um, and we could, I could give them all on ideas on what storylines, what ages the characters should be, the actors that play them. You know, we'll start with this, with you know, with some smoke and six guns and work from there, Joe. Listen, I, I say the first movie out of the box should be uh, Justice League International. Give J.M. DeMattis and Salty Keith the paycheck. What about Kevin? I don't uh, listen. If if Kevin could deliver storyboards, then he gets a paycheck too. Okay, fair enough. Well, he'll get paid for Maxwell Lord. So okay. Um. So I say you start there and you build your world from there. Sounds like a good world. I just listen. That's 
that's my bias though you know right definitely you know what you want to start you want to do a movie that'll bring everybody in and use justice league international it's not over yet but just do the human target movie okay you know what i mean that's how you get everybody in on justice league international and then what you do is you work your way backwards you have the story of uh the human target and then it's like oh well they're disbanded at this point and the story plays out um we'll have to see how it plays out if one of them's the killer you never know you know what i mean but in the end then you then it's like these are the these are the stories of that group that we see them after they're disbanded that's a beautiful way to do an avengers in reverse you do human target as an hbo max series because i don't think we could just contain it to a two-hour movie Fair enough, but you get what I'm saying. Like we I do. do that first, we get that first, and then we could do Just League International, the TV show, the movie, the flamethrower, whatever you want. <laughs> <sighs> uh, all right. So enough endless speculation. Uh, hey, Todd, there's no conventions this weekend. Shocking! On Christmas Eve and Christmas Day, there's no yeah. conventions. And I think there's no conventions next week either. I don't think convention season starts back up again until the 8th of January. So we're going to have back-to-back short shows? Wow. Well, not if we keep filibustering like this. That is my goal. Uh, so, hey, soon-to-be-named-network.com, soon-to-be-named-network.tumblr.com, all the shows in the network, anytime they go live, you could find them there. Uh, don't upload your shows as M4As. It's embarrassing to all of us. Mm-hmm. Um, but all the shows in the network, this show, Longbox Heroes, Longbox Heroes After Dark, uh, Final Wrestling Place, We Need Wrestling, At Odds with Wrestling, Puzzle Warriors 3, Profane Arguments, Wings on Wings, Porch Talk, Hit My Music, and anytime anyone from these shows go on other shows and they let me know, you'll find them all over at soon to be named network.com. Check out all of our other friends. Uh, check out Mike Sterling's blog over at Progressive Rune. Go check out our friend Kevin's blog at Mass Library. Go check out Rick Williams' The Chop Shop at FreeKarateChops.StoreEnvy.com. Longtime listeners of the show, Jason Sandberg and Chris Runt, have their own self-published comics. You could find those at the links in the show notes to every single one of these episodes. Chris also has his own podcast, Fortress of Comics News, that comes out every week. Check that out as well. If you do not have a comic book shop in your area, or you do not have a good comic book shop in your area, let our comic book shop be your comic book shop. Comics on the Green. I have people that went to the shop within the last week, friends of friends, the youth. Todd, I was talking to the youth this weekend. Ooh, were you hip and with it? I wasn't. I I was, um, I tried not to show on my face how uh, disgusted I was to find out that I'm old. Mm-hmm. But I think I did a real poor job of hiding it. Right. I know what it's like, because I don't know how old I am, because like a vampire, I have all the mirrors covered right. up in my house. Um, but they were at the comic book shop, and they did not see the Silver Surfer at the comic book shop. Well, it was hidden behind Christmas gifts, so... Okay, still no like excuse. Three, three little ones, but who knows? Yeah. But, uh, like I said, our comic book shop, let them be your comic book shop, Comics in the Green, uh, just recently celebrating their 30th anniversary of doing fantastic business. Uh, whether you come into the store in person or you set up a subscription service, get stuff mailed to you weekly, bi-weekly, or monthly, 
And if you do, there's a chance you can get a sketch from our good friend Becky. Go check out her social media for all of her prints and progress, commissions and so forth. I saw a couple extra things pop up this week. And I did harangue her about putting together like a portfolio thing to sell. Um, until she does, I got to bother her every week and mention it here on the show. Yeah. Did she just hand wave you and grunt as you said it? She said, yeah. let me go get your books. She there you go. Me. That sounds like the Becky I know. Yep. So let's get into what we read from this past week, sir. I'm going to turn things over to you to start since we both read this book. Right, which was Superman's Son of Kal-El, number 18, part six of Kal-El Returns, which I do like the fact that they have the little numbers on the front, which takes me back all the way to the death of Superman. But uh, at this point in the story, uh, the Justice League is helping, along with Superman and everybody else, to rebuild the Kent's house, which was blown up uh, a few issues ago. And I think there's a lot of fun bits in that, like Wally trying to ask, like, well, before I use my super speed to start building this house, is there any things you want to change? Like add a tanning bed or anything, Mr. and Mrs. Kent? And they're like, eh, we're not people who tan. So I thought that was fun. Um, there was like little gags in the back, too, of like Flash riding in a in a tub while Superman's carrying it. <laughs> while he's like in seven different places doing that super speed uh, effect. Um, so that's, that's like a, a fun bit. Then they end up like, after they build the house, realize that like someone has attacked, uh, Jonathan and his name is, uh, Luis Rojas and he's, his parents were working for Lex Luthor and they hated, uh, Superman and super, you know, and, and Jonathan Kent, just like the son now does. They were killed in an accident, um, at, at Lex Luthor, one of Lex Luthor's laboratories, of course, Superman gets the blame kind of a deal and he ends up finishing the project that his parents were working on and then systematically does a distraction, kidnaps Jimmy Olsen, steals his watch so he can set a trap and they go and his power is basically his name is called Red Sin, which he uses the radiation of a red sun to try to take away the powers of them. How super, uh, well, I keep calling him Superboy, even though he's not. Jonathan Kent gets around it. He ended up had a situation in case he ever felt vulnerable, vulnerable again, which is all explained and stuff I remember from reading the books. Uh, he gets away from it and it kind of gives his eyes a little blue electric tinge, which kind of is maybe where this book is going to be going. Um, <laughs> and he ends up capturing the kid who ends up hating him. Um, and he sits down and in like true, like in part of the Tom King's brilliance is him talking to him and he's like, I know you hate me, but I'm going to come here and see if I can resolve this. You know, uh, like I'm going to keep giving you a chance. And there's a lot of like, uh, like we say this about, uh, Tom Taylor the whole time. Um, how good of a writer he's on Nightwing and everything. But right now there's nobody, I don't think, you might even, you might say, uh, who's the guy who does uh, Space Age and Traveling to Mars? Mark Russell. Mark Russell. You may say Mark Russell's the best Superman writer in the industry right now. I'm going to put my money on Tom Taylor as the, because he really has, like the discussions between Jonathan and Clark as father and son and everything that's going on. I really like his take on Jonathan and Clark. And it's absolutely perfect. And I like this, even though it's the middle of a storyline, I didn't feel like I was buried in the middle of a storyline, which is great. Cause this is the only book that I'm reading out of this run. 
Okay. Perfect. Uh, perfect segue. Okay. And let's just get this out of the way quickly. Remember last week I said, I'm like, well, I'm between two books of what I'm most looking forward to. Both of them are in the middle of storylines that cross over with a bunch of other stuff. And uh, I'm, ta- I'm, I'm laying my chips down on Amazing Spider-Man uh, 15, right? Mm-hmm. Let's just say I chose poorly. Okay. So uh, I'll just get this out of the way. Amazing Spider-Man 15, written by Zeb Wells, with uh, art by Ed McGinnis. Beautiful Ed McGinnis art. Okay. Um, so the crux of this is a big fight between Spider-Man and Venom. Um, while Madeline Pryor and uh, Chasm, uh, a.k.a. Evil Ben Riley, are doing their machinations, they're attempting to recreate Inferno. Remember Inferno? Yes, I do. So they're attempting to recreate Inferno. Um, so th- there's so hang on, I have the book right here. Maybe I do, maybe I don't. As I knock everything else over. Okay. Okay. So, let me just say this. So, in addition to Amazing Spider-Man, okay, you have the Dark Web miniseries, okay? You have one, two, three other Dark Web miniseries. You have the brand new Mary Jane and Black Cat book. You have the brand new Gold Goblin book. <laughs> and you also have Venom to read on top of all of this as well. Okay? Sounds like so, fun. So just to follow and two different one-shots. Okay? So to keep up with this storyline in December, two, four, six, eight, nine books. Okay? January, nine books. Even so far as Peter asks aloud, um, what's gotten into you, Eddie? You didn't sound, uh, don't take this the wrong way, but you sound dumber. And then there's a little annotation that says, for the annotation of that, pick up the next issue of Venom in two weeks. So there's things that happening in this book, pivotal to the person that Spider-Man is fighting, that we don't even find out why it's happening for another two weeks. Right. Which sometimes works in a story, but this is not one of those times. Right. So this was uh, not a great issue. Um, It did not make me want to go and seek out the other nine books that I would have to read this month Mm -hmm. or the other eight books to get the rest of this story. It just made me wish this story was over already. and We can get back to everything else that was going on. I get you. On the other hand, Superman, Son of Kal-El, number 18, even though it's in the middle of Kal-El Returns' story arc, this felt pretty much like a one-and-done issue. Yep, and carried along the story that we've been reading, you know what I mean? Yes, um, and this is not a knock on Zeb Wells, who's a, a, a very capable, very good writer in his own right, uh, but this kind of shines a light on how good of a writer Tom Taylor is. And this is one of those deals where we you mentioned before about with the Mark Russell stuff. And the bits that we saw of Mark Russell peppering Superman into other stuff was really super strong. And it made me want to see a Mark Russell um, unencumbered Superman book. But I don't know if it would be good as good as this. Right. I'd need to see it. I'd need to see because um, the space age is like so different. You know, it's it- like kind of. Silver agey. Yeah, it's like very silver agey. But this is also very silver agey. They're taking 
what I think if you asked a lot of people, like your layperson, what the origin of the rivalry between Superman and Lex Luthor was, and you asked them what it was, they would probably tell you what the Silver Age thing was, which is what the origin between the rivalry between Red Sin and Jonathan Kent is. Right now, are you going? What, now, what would that be? Because the the Silver Age rivalry between Superman and Lex Luthor is Superman made Lex Luthor lose all his hair. Right, because he tried to help him in an experiment, yeah, and it went wrong or whatever it was, and he blamed Superman for it. Well, yep. again, losing your hair, losing your parents, six of one, half a dozen the other. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay, I wasn't sure what you meant. There it's it's like sense. the bare bones template of it, right? No, right. And by the way, just so you know. Lex Luthor was inventing a cure to kryptonite poisoning, oh. and he ha- and he had it. And he said, "Because you did that, I'm going to throw the. I have the cure forever for you and kryptonite, but I'm never going to give it to you because you made me lose all your hair." As goofy that as that is for the Silver Age, you could make that work today. And like you said, just swap hair for parents, and boom, there you go. Right. Though uh, I, but I really thought this was great, and I know you—you you had said there was a little bit of a tease about the blue electricity. I may have seen a cover for when this gets rebranded as Adventures of Superman in March. Right, and I the, will say at the end of the issue, it says next in Action Comics ten uh, fifty Project Blackout, and then in the Adventures of Superman John Kent, and I'm like. I kind of want to, like, this book makes me want to read more Superman books, even if it's not by Tom Taylor. Yes. So, like, do I try Action 1050? And then there's this new Superman 1 coming by Joshua Williams, and I'm like, oh, does this mean I'm getting on the Superman train faster than, you know, more powerful than a locomotive, you know? Well, again, like I said, they're they're doing the, the, like, the revamp in March, and, you know, Jonathan is getting, like, this book isn't being canceled so much as it's just being renamed for six issues with a right. new number one, and then it's getting another new number one after that. Right. New coats of paint all around. Yeah. But so it's just the dichotomy of, you know, arguably some of the biggest characters at Marvel and DC, where there's a Spider Man crossover with the X Men, and I can't be bothered. I'm not blaming the X-Men, but I am. <laughs> right. And there's a Superman crossover with all the other Superman books, and it's making both of us want to check out the other Superman books. Right. Yeah. Well, somebody knows what they're doing. And this is, you know, we've said it so many times before in the past, this is what a crossover is supposed to do. It's supposed to make you want to try those other books and hopefully get hooked on them. Yep. I don't know. We'll see. I'll, I'll I'll have to look at the whole list of all the Callow return stuff, and to see if it's worth my time. You know. Hmm. Uh, but yeah, this this book was really good. I I echo a lot of the sentiments that you mentioned. The art is very nice, uh, in this book, and uh, you know, I I'm I'm more excited for Jonathan than the Callow stuff, but the Callow stuff, the Justice League stuff, the Lois stuff. The whole super, like, even, like, like everybody's in this issue. Like, even if it's just for, like, two panels. Like, Jimmy Olsen's in this book, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but this was really good. Um, you know, you want to jump on and read a whole bunch of Superman. It's the 30th anniversary of the death of Superman. You're going to wait till March when the big relaunch happens. I say you do you, partner. Yep. 
So that's what we read from this past week. Um, if you head over to longboxheroes.com, uh, you'll find the poll post goes live every Tuesday around noon Eastern time. We put up a link to a link to all the books that are coming out this week, whether you get your books in print, whether you get them digitally, whether you get them sent to your store. However it is, you get your books. Be forewarned. Be forearmed. Be forewarned. Know what's coming out this week. I really messed that up, but that's okay. Todd and I attempt to guess what the other is most looking forward to coming back, coming out this week. And boy, howdy. Uh, not my friend, boy, howdy, but boy, howdy. Do I wish we had an extra week this mu- this year so I could tie things up? Yeah, that would be great, but uh, it's not going to happen, Joe. So, so we attempt to guess what the other is most looking forward to coming out this week. I'm closing the gap. Todd's only in the lead over me with three correct guesses. Right. Now, and I'm lo- looking oh, over my list, and I, you know, you could add a thing or two here or there. You know what I'm saying? Right. Right. Uh, as we get toward the end of the year, the diamond lists and the distribution lists get a little wonky. Right. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Obviously, the absolute swamp thing doesn't count because it's not new material. Definitely doesn't count. Um, I'm going to say the thing that you're most looking forward to coming out this week is Nightwing 99. Um, It would be if a certain book that may or may not be out. I don't know how we're doing this. So, Oh, okay. Okay. So let's scratch that book since you didn't. uh, We don't know for sure if it's coming out. Okay, so that book gets scratched. Yes. And it is Nightwing 99. Okay. So I'm looking at your list. And is it also Nightwing 99 leading into 100? No, it's Stargirl 2. Okay, fair enough. I really like Stargirl. Um, and w- I will put the caveat, um, I- I'll consider it a half a point, because uh, some places were saying that Traveling to Mars 2 came out this week. Mm-hmm. Um, I couldn't get verification from Diamond or the publisher or our comic book shop, <laughs> but Mark Russell, uh, Mark Russell seems to think it's coming out this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, so your guess is as good as mine. Let's put it this way. If it, if it did come out this week, we'll probably talk about it next week. Um... I, okay, so, whether you could trust this or not, okay, if you go to Comixology, mm-hmm. it says this book will be auto-delivered to you on December 21st. Which is tomorrow as we record this. Correct. Fair enough. I'm looking up uh, it uh, on uh, eBay right now to see if it's uh, available instantly. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yes. They're like in hand, you know? <sighs> the perils sometimes of independent publishing. Yep, and then they wonder why they owe AMC money. <laughs> We're just trying to get our books out on time. Yep. I need $400,000. Jeez. All right, so uh, while you're over at longboxheroes.com, of course, uh, we have the finals. Of Todd and Joe have issues. Uh, the Silver Standard. Todd and Joe go rogue. Um, the Bat Finals. We already know who's advancing to the finals on the Spider-Man side of things. Who is advancing on the Batman side of things. And you, the listeners, voted 
that it's going to be the Made of Wood Killer 2. Okay. So this this week, it's the whole Megillah. For all the marbles, who gets the distinction of the second best rogues gallery in all of comics? Is it Batman, represented by Made of Wood Killer 2? Or is it Spider-Man, represented by Craven 2, a.k.a. Uh, Alosha Craven, a.k.a. the guy who went off to Hollywood to become like a movie producer? Right. <sighs> Joe, can you believe it's been a year? Todd, it doesn't feel like it's been a year. It only feels like it's been about ten and a half months. Right. And it feels like it's only been about 180 terrible villains, Joe. <laughs> Oh, and you know it came out in the news um, that uh, I guess it's um, Hypno Hustler is getting option to be made in its own standalone movie as part of the Spider-Man verse. I'm going to be very passionate and do a hashtag to get that movie canceled. What? Oh no, I I don't think that's happening. We'll see. Listen, I think I think Hypno Hustler was robbed. And I think if he made it to the finals with the week that they announced that his 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 life story has been optioned for a documentary. That's right, because it's all um, real. Right. But since we're talking about movies based on bad Spider-Man villains, this is going to be Alosha Cravens to take in a walk. Take a hike made of wood killer two. take your bat, go to the pages, go to a, go to a second feature. In a Batman book about Alan Scott. Who needs you? It's going to be Spider-Man getting that distinction of the second best rogues gallery of all time. I don't know. I think Made of Wood Killer is going to cannibal Craven, And he's going to, he's going to like, you know, stagger away kicking rocks up the road. I'm telling you. Okay. Here we go. Well, well it's I know be- who I think people should vote for so that's all. well yes listen it's finally head to head this is the finals this is the big dukeroo you know that's right what was movie was that in oh a batman movie <laughs> <laughs> thank you for using batman references in this batman against spider-man show yes. i almost said a word before show oh my goodness but uh, the poll will go up uh, Wednesday at noon Eastern time. It'll be up until we record for next week. Uh, you know, vote for who you think it should be. You know, I feel as though over this last uh, 51 weeks, Todd and I have made very good cases for all of our uh, villains representing Spider-Man and or Batman. And, uh, you know, these are going to be the torchbearers to see who uh, gets to wear that lofty crown of the second best <laughs> rogues gallery. I say... Whoever wins gets like elevated to that upper tier of those villains. Fair enough. Fair enough. You know, like if Made of Wood Killer Two wins, he gets like a Kite Man makeover or something. You know, that's I, that would be great. I mean, I'm not. Well, we'll discuss afterwards. Okay. I don't want to tip my hand. So. All right. All right. Uh so that's what we have there. And hey, Todd. Uh, how many games are left in the uh, NFL regular season? I don't know how many games there are, but I don't know how many weeks there are. There's how many three... weeks? That's what I meant to say. How many weeks are there right, left? Because there's uh, 16 games, I think, in three weeks left. So Three weeks left. Well, Todd, I peeked at the ESPN p- Pigskin Pick'ems, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm in 26th place. 
and you're in 25th place. So sliding. I wasn't taking it seriously because of the Raiders, but Uh, you said it perfectly. You peaked. Now, is it P-E-E-K-E-D or P-E-A-K-E-D? Because I think you peaked a la like a mountain in the pigskin pickums and it's it's gonna meet me i'm gonna pull away and if i lose no great shame in it i don't care well the only great shame is that i'm a better football fan than you i would assume right sure why not <laughs> i i roll over and show my tender underbelly on these things i don't fight <laughs> I, I was gonna i was gonna say and give you you know a bit of an out and say that this is something that you never agreed to and the fact that your Raiders scored maybe the biggest upset of the season this past week, I don't think there's anything that could stop you. I'm going to say, I know you don't, I don't know how you know about that. It's not the greatest upset, but it is the, it's literally going to go down in history, the way they won the game, that the Patriots did the most boneheaded thing in the history of football. So it was really, really bad. Really, really dumb. (laughs) The only reason I know about it is because there were people insinuating that based on how bonehead of a move it was by the Patriots, mm-hmm. that there were people contacting me telling me that I was right, that football is fake. You're saying that it might be rigged? I don't know. Yes. There was a hashtag, football is rigged, this weekend. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. But I had people texting me in private saying that um, me and you that close to the pigskin pickums is making football that much more exciting for them. Well, that's what we do on this show, yes. you know, for all our passionate fans, Joe, <laughs> is we make things more exciting. That's I'm right. going to use passionate a lot from here on out, Joe. All right. Passionate is the new opportunity. <laughs> I I got no complaints there. Okay. Uh, so, hey, Todd, did we have any art attacks this week? Boy, howdy, did we? And they all seem to revolve around one narcissistic person. Um, So, uh, Adam, he's not the narcissistic one. He's, hey, Todd's art attack. Everybody knows that bears are godless killing machines. Thankfully, Annie the Kitty helped put these uh, remorseless picnic terrorizers in their place with an amazing shirtless bear fighter sketch variant cover. And it's shirtless bear fighter, some people call him uh, SBF, uh, punching out uh, Yogi Bear with Boo Boo watching on in horror. Um, she is a huge, huge shirtless bear fighter fan, and she ended up making this cover. And I do know that uh, he uh, Adam's come around on the book. He's, he enjoys it. So he ended up picking Picking it up, and uh, he supported, you know, our local our local friend uh, Becky, who's also known as Annie the Kitty. I think that's a great piece. That's a fun, fun piece, Joe. She does a great job mixing um, the two mediums, I guess you would say, like the cartoony nature of a yogi and a boo boo, mm-hmm. and the lead character of the book. Um, and I like the blue that she chose as the background. Right, which I think that's just the cover of the comic, though. Oh, okay. I, that's so, a blank so cover. So. so if she didn't pick that, she worked well within the color palette that she was right. afforded. Yes, I'll give her that credit that she chose the, the, the colors wisely. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So. And I will say, in Adam's picture, it's rare to, to see uh, that background and not a toy uh, as the picture. I was thinking the same thing, you know? Or these days, a phone. Oh, yes. Many phones. Many, many phones. So, And who knows what will be next, Joe? We'll all sit breathlessly in anticipation. 
Yes. Um, now, uh, this is sort of a double because someone never posts to Art Attack, so I hijacked it. Right. Um, so I'm going to do Mayan first. I don't know how to pronounce his name. His name is Nil Vendrell. He's the artist who does uh, Shirtless Bear Fighter. So I ended up putting a uh, a, a, vil, a, a Nil uh, Doctor Doom done on a bookmark that he was nice enough to throw in when I got a Shirtless Bear Fighter pick as a gift for Annie, aka Becky. So he did a he basically when I when I purchased her like commission. He sent it to me without saying. He basically perused my Twitter feed, and he was like, "Oh, like I just wanted to give you something nice because you bought a gift for your friend." And it was down. I didn't know who to to go, and I was like, "Ah, I was like, I was thinking Jonah Hex or Doctor Doom," and I went with Doctor Doom, and I was like, "Buddy." Don't worry about it. You would have been golden with either of them. But that was very nice. I thought that was really cool that he just threw that in for free. You know what I mean? How funny would it have been if he was just perusing your Twitter to see? And he's like, oh, this guy really likes Made of Wood Killer too." <laughs> I would have took it. You don't <laughs> think I would have took a picture of the champion of, night of uh, 2022, Joe? Oh, my goodness. But – um, she didn't tag it, but I'm going to steal it anyway. Uh, Becky's piece that I did get her. She was behold the most beautiful art you've ever seen. A nil, a shirtless bear fighter Christmas gift from the greatest person in the world. Oh, I'm sorry. It just says Roker the Joker. It's too good for my walls. It belongs in the Louvre. Um, and that's a great pick. Uh, he did a wonderful job on that shirtless bear fighter. For Holding sure. A bear beat a beaten up bear. Uh, the, this artist again, I'm, uh, you know, I'm familiar with the book, but seeing his art, his art has, uh, a very much of a style of late eighties or, or late nineties, early two thousands image books mm-hmm. in the good way. Oh, I get you. In that I could see at least one of the guy's feet. Oh, look at that. And you can even see a barefoot. So yes, literally a B A. R-E foot and a B-E-A-R foot. So you get the both of them. <laughs> and uh, wordplay today, Joe. The Doom bookmark that he drew for you uh, is, I will say, borderline amazing. Because he, he Just because the shadows. limited space that he had to work with and mm-hmm. the detail that he has on that is remarkable. And the shadow over, like, the eye yep. and everything. Yep. I, I was flabbergasted when I got it. I was like, oh, cool. I, I mean, because it's something. You know what I mean? He could have yes. just gave me the artwork and said, here's the gift for your friend and been done. But threw something in for me, thanked me, and, you know, that'll go in my little portfolio and I'll be happy. For sure. And uh, that's all we have for Todd's Art Attack. Right. And, uh, hey, while you're over at longboxheroes.com, uh, you know, go check out our store, buy shirts and pins and stickers with our fancy logo on them. Uh, go sign up for our Patreon. Uh, it's the end of the year. You can have some extra money. Beginning of the year. Uh, Patreon changed the way they bill you now. Like, they don't bill you at the beginning of the month. So, like, if you sign up on the 31st, you don't get dinged on the 31st and the 1st. They kind of, like, whatever day you sign up, that's your anniversary date for things, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but we just wrapped up the uh, Mark Pirro series for the movies, and we released that Mark Pirro special uh, episode that came out on all the feeds on Friday. Um, tune in to Patreon this week to find out what the next movie thing is, or go find that post from a couple weeks ago and see what won the vote, and you can kind of sort of figure things out from there. 
But as always, also over on the Patreon, you get previewing the past every month where we look at 30 years ago, that month's previews catalog, new year beginning. So we're going to be kicking it in 1993 here shortly. Right. And you get those shows at any level, $5 and up. You're going to get those shows two weeks before everyone else. And you're going to get Longbox Heroes After Dark two days before everyone else so that you can listen to these shows in the correct listening order. Mm-hmm. Another way that you can help us out is by making any and all of your purchases through our Amazon affiliate link. It's the banner at the top of the page at longboxheroes.com. The link is in the show notes to every single one of these episodes, no matter where it is that you get the episodes. Does not cost you anything extra. They call it an advertising fee because if it wasn't for us, you would not know that Amazon exists. I call it the thing that makes Todd happy at the end of the month when he gets his cut of the money. Yeah. Some of the notable purchases through the Amazon click-through this past week include uh, somebody purchased uh, Best Pet Supplies Dog Poop Bags, 150 bags. Ooh. Uh, somebody purchased Pokken Boy four-pack protective goggles uh, compatible with Nerf guns. Well, you got to keep those Nerfs out of your eye. They have fancy Nerf guns now that like shoot like goop bullets. Ugh. And then they have ones that shoot like larger versions of like pellets. And man, those things sting. Ah, my eye. The doctor told me to keep Nerf out of it. <laughs> uh, somebody also purchased a shy Nerf baby car mirror. Because obviously your regular car mirror isn't good enough for looking at a baby. Right. Well, you got to have that pointed towards the back of the road. You know what I mean? Right. And that one so you can watch your baby. When Asa was a baby, I just used a regular mirror and I stopped looking at the road and I looked more at him. Right. I When I was a kid, my dad just kept me on the dash. There you go. So he could see me at all times. I, I will tell... I, I do say to Asa all the time whenever he's going in uh, the car and he's putting his seatbelt on and everything else like that. And uh, I go, oh, don't worry. If we get into accident, just go limp. You'll be fine. <laughs> right. That is true. God uh, and somebody also purchased a lava lamp. Ooh. Lava lamps are cool. I hope they're coming back. I do, too. And that's the last purchase I have to read. Okay. Um, uh, somebody obviously hooked up their comiXology to our Amazon click through and they bought comics through, which I always appreciate and love. And these are those, um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the Armageddon game, the Alliance number two boy, shirtless bear fighter, number two, uh, volume two, number five, getting a lot of love on this show. Batman spawn number one. Garbage Pail Kids Origin number three, and the person who's the most intelligent of all these purchases, if they're the same or not, uh, is Captain Carrot and his amazing zoo crew, 17 and 18. Somebody's working their way through that 20-issue run, and if it was a 52-issue run, it would be what we were reading next year, Joe. (laughs) Um, But alas, it's not. There's only that 20 issues, a short story, and two three-issue minis, so it doesn't work out to 52 weeks. That's it? Yes, that's all there is. And then there's two short stories in the Jeff Johns Teen Titans. When Jeff Johns decided to make uh, Captain Carrot grim and gritty, and the original writers and artists never forgave him for that. 
I'm sure they cashed the checks, but I, I can relate of, of being upset uh, about that. I don't know, because the one artist says he never gets residuals for Captain Carrot. Oh, boy. It's a, uh, it's a whole thing, a whole Megillah, Joe. It sure sounds like it. Well, thank you, anyone and everyone who has made a purchase with the Amazon click-through, whether it be this week, this month, this year, this forever. Every bit is greatly appreciated. Yes. And now, since there is no TV shows, it's the holidays. It was a short show. It's now time to open up the gifts. Yeah. How do we want to do this, Joe? All right. Well, uh, again, yours is spread out over several gifts. So how about this? You open up the first one. Okay. Now, because you said go with the smallest. There's a nicely squared wrapped one, and then there's a less nicely wrapped, like, roundish one. Go with the square one. Okay. Because when you said go smallest to biggest, they're almost the same size. You know what I mean? All right. Here I go. I don't know if you can hear me opening it. I can. Oh! A a Hallmark TARDIS ornament. Right. I wasn't sure if you had one or not. I do not. The only ornaments I have is a fourth doctor one, two different versions of fourth doctor one. One is a little figure. One is like, you know, those uh, uh, round ornaments that you see on a tree has this picture on it. And then I have a Clara uh, the same way. Those are the only ornaments that I have. Right. So I was looking for one that played the haunting doctor who theme. Right. Or if it would have been the scream that it makes when it dematerializes would have been fine too. Right, but none of the new ones had it because there's so many new ornaments that like play all sorts of music and stuff. Right. Um, this one sadly does not, but it's a TARDIS for your Christmas tree. Okay. And I, I have to ask you because if anyone would know, it's you. Um, is today some sort of like Doctor Who anniversary or something? No. Why? Okay. So uh, I'm that guy. Every day I do, because I use Bing as my search engine, right? Because mm-hmm. you get rewards for doing searches through it, right? And every day they send you like a thing. It's like, oh, it's a little quiz or whatever it is, right? Right. Sometimes it's just like one question that's like a yes or no. Sometimes it's like, like oh, what's going on in pop culture? Or sometimes it'll be like a themed thing where it's like three questions where they give you like ten options. You have, you have to pick the five that are correct, right? Mm-hmm. So today's was Doctor Who, and I got them all right. Oh my god! <laughs> the one was they they listed like ten actors, and they're like, which five of these ten actors have played Doctor Who? The other one was um, which of these planets exist in the Doctor Who universe, and the other one was um, which of these are Doctor Who villains. I got them all right. And I'm did you sad type? That I did throw in a fake on the do- of the villains list of Blorgons. <laughs> but well, after every question, did you write? I hate that I know this. I did. Oh, good, because that's what I write whenever I do a wrestling thing. So you know what? Open up the other little gift. Okay, the roundish one. The one I like the way it's wrapped. That's my favorite. Oh, it's a flash glass from the olden days. Like a yes. Pepsi or... Pepsi specifically. Come on, I know you're a Pepsi guy, so... Uh, okay, I will say this, and this isn't not good. I have one, yes. but this is pristine minty mint. Yes. Like, this one would this one would pass the Adam Van Jewelers loop. 
So I really like, you know what I'm saying? Because the other one that I don't even, I never owned it, like bought it for myself. It was a like a purchase later on in life. Uh, but it was all like scratched, like it had been in dishwashers and stuff yeah. like that. Because these are 71, which is two years before I was born. So right. this is like the coolest of the cool, Joe. Thank you. Okay, so I'll say this. I've had that on my um, eBay list. Right. For three or four years because i'm sure if anyone knows you know they also did with that run for that 71 set of glasses they also did ones for the rogues yes and the and ones do- that i find for the rogues are always in trash condition right or it's not the full set or somebody will post up like here's the flash here's four of the five rogues this one is a chip out of it this one looks like it was sandblasted, but this one is in really good condition. So I'm just like, right? So I've just had them sitting on my list looking for them because it's always like a thing. If I could find like the full set of them in pristine condition, you were getting them for Christmas, right? Right, right. So uh, when you open up your last gift, which also has a story to it, the person who was selling your last gift, I'm like... Yeah, let me. Just, I, whenever I get something from somebody from eBay, I always look at the rest of their listings just to see if there's something else. Right, you never know. Combine on shipping, kind of a thing. Combine on shipping. I'm like, hey, I, I, this guy has this thing, which is the big gift, but he also has the flash glass in pristine condition, and I've been looking for it for like four years. So let's just add it on, right? Right. I'm gonna open mine now. Okay. I hope I you didn't hear that. I hate that you're destroying that wonderful wrapping. No, I'm just ripping the tape that was already loosely on there. Yep. Oh! Do you, uh, you, I, I don't know if you have one of those, so I was like, oh, let me get it. You know what I mean? Okay. So, I will say this. I do have this. However, the one that I have, first of all, this is an unpunched card. Right. Second of all, my my card for Ryan is um let's just say it may have been submerged at one point because <laughs> because you were weeping over how awesome Dick Tracy is yes so Todd got me uh the original from the 1990 movie series the Dick Tracy action figure and this is how you start a collection just like right. Todd did last year when he got me the uh, Bib Fortune, and that sent me down a dangerous road. Right, uh, the enabler strikes like, again. The, the main thing is the the car. Like, obviously, it's a very old thing, so the card isn't going to be like one hundred percent pristine. But if I was to show you what my card looked like, my card is more brown than yellow. Right. See, I was trying to remember because I know you said you had Dick Tracy stuff, but it got ruined in some of the floods. Yes. And I couldn't remember which one it was and if you had any, because that was bought when me and Adam went to that toy show. Oh, yes. And we came back and because I remember I was doing uh, uh, No Chance in Helmet and they were like, really, you didn't buy anything at the show because they had listened to the thing. And I was like, I did, but I couldn't say anything. It was Joe's gift and I had it next to me and I showed them on the camera and they're like, oh, that's really cool. But I was like, I wasn't sure if he had it. And then it was between that and another Dick Tracy one where it was D- Dick Tracy in like a box, like a box box, not a bubble carded box. Okay. But it was about 
two feet tall, Dick Tracy. Oh, I don't like. Oh, that you know what? That was probably because they did the set where it was like the Dick Tracy with like the removable like cloth goods. I believe so. And there was a breathless Mahoney. And there was a breathless with it as well. Yeah. And they had the set. And I almost bought you all of it, but like all three. But I was like, I don't. My thing was, I knew you had something. And I'm like, I don't want to be. And I couldn't ask you. I'm like, what Dick Tracy stuff? I'm really interested in Dick Tracy all of a sudden, Joe. Todd's up to something. Right. So I figured I'd grab it. And they did have one of the villains on the card. But I didn't know, like, you know, because they were really trying to push me to buy both. And I was like, when you push me, I buy one, you know? I'm buying one under protest. Yes. I'm on a list now. Yes. But thank you very much. Like I said, it's one of those things where, like, um, the one that I have is in a box, but the box is real beaten up. Very um, beaten up. And could see better days. But now I could open and have one Lucy on my desk. Ooh. Yeah, buddy. So there you go. I'm glad. I don't know. Does that come with anything? I forget. Or is it, it just. Does. So he comes with. Uh, he comes with like a billy club for clubbing. Mm-hmm. Uh, he comes with a, <laughs> a bandolero holster and a gun to put in the bandolero holster. And you have all that stuff in the one that was submerged then. So. Yes. Oh, good. Like it didn't rip out and fall away. Nope. So, so then I have one more, right? Yep. Okay. I wasn't sure because I, I almost got confused. I almost did the, the, the end line. Oh, now I have to actually turn the box upside down because it's jammed in there. I can't get it out. I should have got it ready. Early. Be careful. I'm trying. I might have to rip the box and we might have to take time. To, oh my God. What did you do, Joe? I can't get it out. If you need to rip the box, rip the box. I might, but that's taped like through the, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I don't have my knife with me that I always... Okay, here's the box getting ripped. Don't worry, it's just the box, Joe. And I can push it from the bottom. Gently, as you say. I got it. I got it. It took me some time. It feels very breakable, so... Well, again, if you try hard enough, everything's breakable. That's right. Oh, wow. I've never seen one of these before. Okay. It is a uh, three-ring binder with Lobo on it, Wonder Woman, Star, uh, not Star Sapphire, Starfire. And on the back, it's got Batman, Robin, and Superman. Okay. Oh, and on the side, Guy Gardner and Nort. Okay. Do you remember we talked about this because it came up in the preview of the past? Okay. Do you remember us talking about it and looking for it online when, you know, because I always look stuff up on eBay and whatever it was. And we were both talking like how we had never heard of this item. Right. Right. Open it up. I just opened it up. Okay. Right. So it comes with the report card. Right. Whose report card? Lobos. (laughs) In grade five. With the assessor, Professor, what's his name? I think maybe Lobo has rewritten his own uh, report card, Joe. So when, so also, and it's so it's 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 Lobo's report card, but it's like a folder, right? Yes. And inside the folder is the stickers that it comes with as well. I hate stickers, but I don't hate them today, Joe. Okay. 
So when we saw to the previews, and I, if I was to guess, it probably would have been like the April or May previews, okay? Mm-hmm. And there was a couple of them online, but they were incomplete. It was just the binder. It wasn't the folder and the stickers. Because I'm like, if I'm going to get this for Todd, it has to have the Lobo report card, okay? Right. So a couple months go by. I'm ch- like, I have the eBay alerts and everything else set for it, you know? And then one pops up and it's it says complete, but it's not like in the shrink wrap, okay? Mm-hmm. So that's the guy that I got the flash glass from and everything else, right? So I get it. And then within like a week later, somebody puts up six in the shrimp shrink wrap, okay? Mm-hmm. For triple what I paid. I don't need no shrink wrap. And that's exactly what I said. <laughs> I said, I go, thank God I found this one complete. <laughs> But out of the shrink wrap, because if I didn't, I absolutely would have got one for Todd of the shrink wrap. And I would have been like, you have to trust me that the stuff is in there. Because I would have never opened it, you know? Yes. Now, this one I have, and it's going to be, like, I even like the fact that it still has, okay, so it has the, the, uh the report card folder and it has the stickers, which, you know, like I said, I may come around on stickers just this one time. Uh <laughs> But it has, it even has the thing that was probably in the shrink wrap that says absolutely essential DC Comics back to school binder kit, which mm-hmm. has everything that it includes. And even the price I would have bought it for at the time, which I would have known anyway from the previews. But uh, that's complete, Joe, as far as I'm concerned. And right, I don't complete, mind. Right. Complete, just not in the shrink wrap. Right. It's a binder. I could do it, Lucy. You know what I mean? It, it's not in the plastics. Yeah. That's fantastic. And I don't even remember talking about this, to tell you the truth. But I love it either way. I was going to say, every time that we do previewing the past, and there's something that you just get a little bit more of a spring in your vocal step for, right? Right. I just make a little note for myself, and I'm like, all right, we're going to have to go check that out a little bit later on, see what's going on, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'll always say, like, if it's something... uh like that was in the previous, I'd be like, I don't remember this or mm-hmm. I, cause I'll say, and it's not me like Fisher, but I'm like, I would have bought this and good thing. Cause I forget, or I would yes. go online. Cause there are things that I'm still looking for that we did on the show that I know that I'm like looking for at a decent price. You know what I mean? Right. So, but this wasn't one of them. Oh, that's cool. Thank you, Joe. No uh, problem. I mean, you gave me a great gift and I gave you Dick Tracy. <laughs> Listen, they're both great gifts. I'm sure if we swapped, we'd both be ha- No, okay. <laughs> oh, you'd be happy with this binder. I absolutely would be happy with that binder. It's it is really cool. And that's and again, when I when it came in and I saw what it was, I'm like, "Oh man, this is awesome." And then I saw the shrink-wrapped ones for like way more. And it's like <laughs> I'm like, I'm glad like I like it, but I don't love it. <laughs> Cuz I would buy another one, you know? I may have to have you send me the link. I may, I may have to have an in-package one. You know what I mean? Gotcha. It's, no, I, I think this will be good. All right. Well, thank you very much for my gift. Like I said, this is going to send me down a dark road. That's what I do. I'm an enabler. Right. <laughs> so that's it. Yeah, that's everything. All right. Awesome. Well, everyone, thank you very much uh, for listening. Thanks for bearing with us. Thanks for hanging in there. 
Uh, episode 637 of Longbox Heroes. Uh, have a Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Happy Holidays, everything else. Be safe out there, and uh, we'll see you all here next week. Remember, be a faucet, not a drain. Listening to the soon to be named network, the Lamborghini of Podcast Networks.